Welcome back for another episode of the podcast. First, some good news. Our good news story this week highlights a second U Foundation. I first read about this organization in an article on CNN by Kathleen Toner. The article, I believe, was from May and is titled Freedom Through Fitness. This CNN hero's formula keeps former offenders from returning to prison. First, I will say a great place to find some of these good news stories is the CNN heroes section on their website. I really enjoy that. I kind of discovered it through CNN 10, the program that our school watches that's run through CNN that's a 10-minute wrap-up of weekly news events, and they'll a lot of times highlight the CNN heroes. It's a great place to go. Articles are great. Highlights people doing positive things, and I use it as a great place to find some of these organizations and stuff that I'll reach out to sometimes or just highlight on the show. So that was the original article I read. It talks about Hector Guadalupe, who was the founder of A Second You Foundation. And the foundation basically provides opportunities for formerly incarcerated people. It helps them become certified personal trainers And it really assists them with building their careers in fitness and wellness. As I read through the article, dug through the information on their website, I was impressed by the level to which the program assists those formerly incarcerated individuals. It's not just about, hey, we're going to help you take the exam. It is part of that. It sounds like a very intensive program. If I remember uh, reading correctly, it's like a six-day-a-week program that they do for a number of weeks. They bring people in, they give them the training, and go through the materials they'll need to take the board certification test to become a certified personal trainer. But then it's a lot of assistance after that. It's things like stipends to help help them get things like clothes to apply for jobs. It, I believe they get like a tablet, things like that. They're giving them tools to help them set up, get jobs, and build their career. And I I thought that was really cool in checking out the website. One thing that struck me right away, I'm a big proponent of core values. I've talked about it, written about it before. It's something we talk about in my classes. I believe it's important for people to have core values, to be specific about their core values, and to be clear about them. That's something that I think sometimes if you would ask people like, what are your core values? What do you value most? They might struggle to answer that, but I think it's such an important thing and it becomes a foundation for everything else we do. So one thing I really liked going to the website immediately, they have their values 
listed right there on the website. <laughs> I also kind of connected with it because I like to have five. I don't think you necessarily need to have five core values. I have identified five core values for myself. They have five core values, which are integrity, teamwork, empowerment, tenacity, and results. I think that's a great idea for any organization, team, to have a clear set of values. This is what we're about. It always gives something to fall back upon. And I like the values that they selected. There's a lot of great information on their website about what they do. There are places to donate and support their program. And they also had some other cool media stuff, some links to some short YouTube clips that highlight some of the people who've been through the program, some of their empowering stories. So this is our shout out. Just want to recognize a Second You Foundation. Now for our next segment where I kind of talk about what's on my mind, uh, what I've written about recently. So the blog post that'll kind of go along with this week's podcast is called Perfect Little Moments. And I was just thinking about how in life we often fall into routine. We often fall into monotony. We fall into the inertia of life where we kind of just go through the flow and go through the motions sometimes. Sometimes life is challenging. It's difficult. Even things that we love are often difficult. But we can find those perfect little moments. Those moments that make the difficult journey worth it. And I was, when I wrote the blog post, I was thinking a couple weeks ago, my kids and I, we were, it was in July, we were sitting around the dining room table and we were doing some academic work, just working on some skills to help them get ready for the school year. We like to do that. We do it in fun little ways. We play like Jeopardy types of games or have different little challenges and fun activities but kind of working on grade level stuff to help keep them in that academic mindset and we're in the middle of doing some work like that and it started raining outside but it was a warm july day the rain is coming down so i said let's let's pause here let's take a break from the educational stuff let's go outside and play tag in the rain so we did. We ran outside. We got soaked. We're running around in our bare feet on the grass and sliding all over and playing tag. And it was wonderful. To me, that was a perfect moment. And I'm fortunate to have a lot of those. What I think are perfect moments. I don't know if that was a perfect moment for my kids. They seemed to have fun in that instant. But... It's hard for us to know what kids will hold on to as they get older. I, I sometimes think it's funny when I look back and think of the memories I have from childhood. And it's most often not something specific someone said to me or some direct lesson I learned. It's funny little things that'll pop up in my head. 
so I'm always kind of curious as to what my kids will hold on to, what will be their eventual memories from this time in their life where they won't remember everything that happened. But for me, that instant was this perfect moment where it was just this separation from everything else that was going on. We generally have fun when we're doing things like that academic work, or I have fun with my kids when we're doing simple things around the house. We're washing dishes, folding laundry, those sorts of things, because it's time spent together and we can talk and have conversations in those moments. But sometimes something comes along that transcends everything else that is separate from space and time and all of our daily obligations and routines. And that little run around in the rain was that for me. That's what got me thinking about that topic, about having perfect moments. And I think a lot of life is that. Sometimes we get frustrated when something isn't as fun or fulfilling as we hoped it might be. But that's a lot of life. And I don't think that's a bad thing necessarily. Most success is the product of continual repetition of these sort of monotonous, mundane activities we do again and again. That's how we build habits. That's how we build skills. That's how we learn and grow. But on those journeys, there are little things that let us know it's all worth it. That's a lot of parenting. Parenting can be a difficult endeavor. It can be frustrating at times. It can be scary at times. I know I'm constantly concerned with whether I'm doing exactly the right things for my kids, if I'm supporting them in the right ways that they need, if I'm balancing things like work and teaching them skills and just having fun and being silly and all those sorts of things. But there are little moments that we share together that to me are perfect. Like that run around in the rain. <laughs> I wrote the blog post before, but just... Yesterday, the day before I'm recording this, not the day before it comes out, but the day before I'm recording this, I spent some just dad-daughter time with my daughter. And we had a wonderful day. We worked on some projects together. We had built a bench to put some of her plants on. She has these little potted plants, and we replant them, repot them when they grow outgrow their containers and things like that. So we built a bench to put these on, put them in front of a window. So we finished that, stained that. She wanted to do a balloon painting activity. My daughter Claire is very artistic, very creative. And she wanted to fill balloons with paint and poke holes in the balloons and spray them. She wanted to do them on some canvases. But I had some big boards, some like one by 12 boards that are really long. We took them out of our basement. I don't know. They're probably 10 feet long, something like that. And I said, well, why don't we do them on that? So we painted them white and then we filled these balloons with paint, popped holes and sprayed them all over, made this thing. And then we put them back in the basement. So we've got this 
kind of abstract painting that we made with balloons. And that was a lot of fun. We also, <laughs> we had a funeral for a wild rabbit, basically, because longer story short, Claire had been trying to nurse back to health this wild rabbit that had gotten mauled in our backyard. We have a lot of rabbits in our backyard. We have this nice kind of big lot that's separated from some other areas. So we get a lot of rabbits and things in the backyard. And she had this little rabbit. And basically, we had been gone on a trip. We found some newborn rabbits in our garden when we got back from a trip because we hadn't been in there every day. So we had been out of the garden for about a week. We discovered these. I didn't want them to get killed in the garden. So we very carefully, like, put on gloves, dug out the dirt around them, transport them to another area where they would hopefully still remain nested and the mother would get to them. But I didn't want them in the garden because we were still going to be weeding and watering and working in there. So moved them to another area. We would kind of check back in and see where they were, see if they were surviving. They'd made it a few days and then they were gone so we didn't know if they'd all lived but then pretty soon thereafter we started seeing little rabbits hopping around not the newborns but these little ones so don't know if it was the same litter of rabbits but very well could be claire has been convinced it's the same group of rabbits and i don't know if it's because we're in the yard a lot and they somehow become a little more used to us and domesticated. We can get pretty close to a lot of these rabbits. We're in the backyard. And one day I just caught from the kitchen, from the kitchen window, Claire had gone outside and one of these small rabbits was in the backyard. And I see Claire walking up to it very calmly, very slowly, and the rabbit doesn't move. And at this point, there's still young rabbits, but this rabbit was big enough, old enough to certainly run off, but just sat there and Claire actually sat down by it or kind of kneeled down by it and petted this wild rabbit. And <laughs> she looked up and her face was just incredible. That, that's actually another kind of idea I, I was jotting down some notes about is Claire makes the most wonderful faces just her facial expressions I think are so funny and so it's kind of insightful some people can convey a thought with their face and she looked up and caught me in the kitchen window and looked up and gave me this face like oh my goodness did you see this like I was able to pet this wild rabbit so she named this wild rabbit Cutie, again, not a domesticated rabbit. It runs around the backyard. Not sure if it's always the same rabbit. There's a group of these little rabbits running around, but she sees the one, she calls it Cutie. Anyway, we get home the other day, and we also have some cats that roam around our neighborhood. Not really a bad deal. I figure they eat mice and rodents and things like that. They're not our cats, but they're in the neighborhood. Well, 
We pull up to our house. I get out of the Jeep. I notice Claire's gone out in the yard. I don't really see what's going on, but then she's bawling and she comes running up to me and she's like, that cat is eating cutie. Huh. Okay. So this cat has attacked this little rabbit. I'm like, oh no. So I'm hugging Claire and I'm kind of giving the circle of life talk. Just like, I'm sorry. I know you liked cutie. Sometimes that happens and this cat kind of roams around and we don't mind when the cat's eating mice and things like that, but we like this cute little rabbit and just kind of doing that spiel. And then all of a sudden we hear the little rabbit shriek and jump way up in the air and start trying to get away. So the rabbit is not dead yet. So Claire thinks we need to do something for this rabbit. So we kind of go over and chew the cat away. Nothing mean, but all right, shoo, get out of here, cat. And I'm like, okay. And Claire's like, we need to take care of this rabbit. And the rabbit is pretty badly hurt, but is alive. So we get gloves on and get the rabbit into a box, get some food in there, get some water in there, bring the rabbit into the garage. I don't know if it's the right decision or not. It may have been more humane to let the rabbit die at that point. It was injured on the stomach area. It was bleeding, but it also was breathing okay and had enough energy to kind of fight away. So I said, well, we'll try to take care of it and see what happens. Get in the garage, take care of it. <laughs> to shorten the story down, we've got a couple days of checking in on this rabbit. It seems to maybe even be eating, going to the bathroom, it's breathing, but it's in bad shape. It's not doing a lot. Again, I don't want this rabbit to suffer, but I'm like, okay, in a natural environment, it would need some time to heal. We'll at least protect it and see what happens. The rabbit died yesterday. We basically made it two days or so, and the rabbit did die. Claire is pretty heartbroken about that. But then we had a funeral for this rabbit. So we dig a hole and put the rabbit in there, put it in this area where Claire can make a headstone for the rabbit. She does all those things. <laughs> that story got a little longer than I intended, but you know, that to me is a perfect moment too. Not perfect in the sense that like, I don't know that I really made the right choice about the rabbit. And that's kind of parenting is I, I don't know what the right thing to do was, you know, let the rabbit die, didn't want it to suffer longer or to try to protect it or what more we could have done, what we should have done is pretty badly injured, but also I want to nurture my daughter's very loving and protective nature. I love those qualities about her. 
So that's the thing. Life is this messy set of decisions and it's chaos a lot of the time. But then there'll be these little instances that shine through that sort of make it worth it. When I say perfect moment, it doesn't need to be happy and joyous. The the rabbit thing wasn't that. But it was spending time with my daughter and trying to help her through something emotional for her. And those little connections are perfect. Then we you know, kind of eventually moved on to other things. And we played soccer yesterday, which Claire's been really into soccer lately. And she painted my nails and put little jewels on them because she likes painting nails. That's a perfect moment. And it's that way with a lot of stuff in life. As a father, I have those moments. As a teacher, I have those moments. Education can be frustrating and it can be tedious. It can be trying. But there are these times where a student will figure something out after really working on it. Or the student will just show emotional growth and I'll be really proud of that student or sometimes it's 10 years down the road when I get a message from a student and they're telling me about getting engaged or having a kid or something like that those are perfect moments that make all of the other stuff worth it so that's kind of where my head is this week finding our perfect moment If any of you have a perfect moment that you want to share, again, I'd like this to be a little more interactive. Maybe share some of the things other people are sending our way. Please reach out through the socials, through LukeNielsenMedia at Gmail, through the website, any of those things. And we'd love to share and talk about the perfect little moments that you have. And now for this week's sponsor. This week's episode is brought to you by Birthday Cake. You made another trip around the sun without dying. Have some sugar bread covered in sugar paste. Lastly, from me to you, I would just say, tied in with our media stuff this week, find your perfect little moments. Understand that nothing is going to go exactly as you plan. The picture you've created in your head may not be your reality. But that's okay. Find those perfect little moments. Find those things that fill you with joy, with a sense of purpose, with a sense of peace. And go after those things. Follow those things. Don't think you have to fit into someone else's expectations or someone else's picture. Don't think you have to live the life anyone else wants you to live. Find those little things that hook you, that live inside you. I can tell you any of the success I've had in my life, The most joyous moments in my life have been from that. 
have been from finding those things that that give me that sensation of this moment is perfect. And then I try to chase after those things, realizing that the whole experience isn't going to be perfect. That oftentimes the road, the journey is going to be difficult. But it takes the difficult road to find the perfect moment. I think it's, it's hard to just fall into those perfect instances. Because there's something about the struggle that, that makes a payoff much more rewarding. That makes something so much more fulfilling. So ask yourself, what are the perfect moments in your life? What are the things that you do, the situations you're in where you say, this feels right? And that you don't really have to question beyond that. That just in your gut, in your heart, in your spirit, it feels right. And then keep pursuing those things. Have a great week. Much love. Mm-hmm.